Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Turtles in the hat shell. Turtle Pack. That's my shit. I'm still on it, bro. Oh, it's good. It's good. We're <laughs> good. What's going on, everybody? Hope y'all are doing well. Ah, man. No cooldown is back for yet another episode. We are on episode 28. And hot damn, we feeling great. We are here, man. Uh, you know, I'm I'm the I'm the bonnet bandit himself. You know, we're we're here. That man trip just in the building. You know what I'm saying? Making it happen. Uh, here as always with my podcast partner in prime, Mr. Wen Easy. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Man, I'm hungry as shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> hungry as fuck. I did not eat most of the day today. It's been a, actually a fairly long week after the break. A lot of stuff and, you know, life is lifing. America is shit. But, you know, uh, we, we, we carry through and try and do the best we can, man. I'm drinking this water. Trying to make it happen. I got this Gundam play test. So there's some positives to at least, you know, distract myself this week. You know what I mean? And, you know, at least want to focus on, you know, a lot of the good stuff, man. There's been a lot of good going on, you know, in, in my life as well as the people around me's lives. A lot of W's being secured for, you know, people in their in journeys forward. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the Grove Gang. Shout out to everybody doing their thing in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, I am, I, I just want to focus on the good stuff, man. Just focusing on the good stuff. Absolutely, man. That's all you really can do in some in situations like this where you feel helpless. It's like try try to protect your own peace while you can. Facts, facts, man. But yeah, man. That's that's why I I always love. That's why I fucking love talking about games. That's why I love doing this shit, honestly. Because this is this is one of my favorite escapes ever. Like possibly one of possibly my number one like favorite you know thing to do to just like get lost, honestly, and just you know talk about things. Feel you know whether good, bad, and different you know, put my energy into it. I feel like it's always fulfilled me from, you know, from top to bottom, but that's why we do this shit, man. And, you know, when we get to that point where thousands of motherfuckers listening to this joint every week, tuning in, you know what I'm saying? Feeling the energy that we giving off. I, you know, I hope they can feel the same way that they get this shit and they feel fulfilled listening to this type of stuff. And, you know, uh, we, we do the damn thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Holy shit, that was kind of inspirational. Anyways, uh, fuck that shit. <laughs> Make sure you rate this five stars, man. If you want more inspiration, rate this shit five stars, man. Go on Apple Podcasts, go on Spotify, go rate it five stars. We are also on Google Google Podcasts, we're on Stitcher, we are on Anchor, of course. Make sure you go over there, rate it, share it, tell a friend to tell a friend, man. We about to be the best gaming podcast out this bitch. So you make sure you tap in with us because you don't want to get left behind. Do not get left behind. And with that being said, we got some topics to cover for the week. There, you know, it's kind of that come down from the formerly known as E3 season. Some stuff happened. There was actually a couple of, you know, lagging uh, announcements and uh, presentations. So we got to cover a little bit of those. But, you know, we got to warm up first. So you ready? You ready, Win? You ready? Born ready. Let's get it, man. All right. So first story of the warm-up. So some keen eyes have spotted activity from Sucker Punch of all people this week as some job listings for an unannounced stealth game have popped up on the internet. Now, reports and job listings are describing a stealthy open world AAA game with particular focus on melee combat. Now, a couple of rumors are swirling, but whatever it is, Sucker Punch is back in the saddle and they're in the very early stages of developing something new. Uh, you know. What what's going on, bro? I don't know if you've seen that one picture of Thanos, bro. It's like, what are they cooking? Is oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah, what yeah. are they cooking? I think I mean like I don't want to say that it's Sly Cooper because I don't want to get people's. No, I don't. I don't. It it looks like it. I though. don't. Like, I don't. I can't. I was thinking of Charles when I was looking at his story too, and I was like, bro, I don't want to sell. I don't want to sell the dream, bro. I don't want to sell the dream because. For me, it could be an alternate dream, 
and it could be they're just already kickstarting Ghost of Tsushima too. That's what I. That's what I personally that think. Could it be is. another one. That uh, all right? Listen, here's my reasoning behind it though. All right, so you see how Sony's like, hey, if we can't make a connected universe out this bitch and put it on TV, you know what I'm saying? Mugs, diapers, and all this shit. We're not doing it. This fits exactly into the strategy of kind of like kickstarting every major project they have into like multiple, you know what I'm saying, multiple games. They weave it into a show. They weave it into all these things. Why would you put it on the back burner? You want to fast track those larger IPs. So, excuse me. If Sucker Punch is, you know, really working on something new. And again, Sony's in like this lag period, which I, I will get to a little bit later in the show. They're kind of in this like down period. There's not much activity going on, but they're ramping up for stuff. I really feel like if they're going to do anything, they're going to push uh, Ghost Tsushima 2 at the front of the show. They're going to put that at the top of the you know, priority list for Sucker Punch to get done, which kind of a little part of me is like, yo, I would like Sly. Sly would be nice. You know what I mean? You know, a couple other things would be nice. Sly would be wonderful. It'll be, you know, pretty good. But I, I really think that at the forefront, they're really trying to capitalize on that very good first impression that Ghost Tsushima 1 had. And once they bring it back, it's like all good, which is a completely good thing for me because that was when I, that was my favorite game of 2020. That was I rated that the best game of 2020, in my opinion. So if that comes back, I will not be mad whatsoever. But I'm just saying it's like I don't think it's going to be the sly expectation that people might be pinning on to this thing. So I would have to like. So here's the reason why I don't necessarily agree with you. Um, and it's just because I feel like Sly would be the perfect IP to add to this. Like, if w- like going off of what you're saying of like Sony wanting to make this a, um, an expanded universe, I think that this is the perfect time to do a Sly reboot or a remake. Um, and the reason I say this is not because I don't think it goes to Tsushima movie story, or whatever, wouldn't be good. I think it would be super gas. Um, the reason I say this is because I believe that with Uncharted having a movie. Uh, Last of Us 2 getting a TV show. I think mm-hmm. Sly could fall into the animated series in the sense of like Ratchet and Clank. Oh, how Ratchet and Clank was a movie. And I think that that's why I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm saying if I had to, if I had to choose, I would choose Sly over Ghost of Tsushima mostly because while Ghost of Tsushima is a huge game, it is not Last of Us and it is not Uncharted because it hasn't had that time to build its audience yet. And I think that it's going to be. I think that it should get its its own movie. It should get its own TV show. Wow. But I feel like with with Sly Cooper, it has a dedicated fan base, and on top of that, it would fit the animated like family friendly market that Ratchet and Clank hit when that movie came out. You know what? I will place a one dollar bet on this. You could be right because remember, <clears throat> I just remember this in 2016. They had the movie that was supposed to come out, but it never came out. Yeah, and then they they kind of pushed it back. Shit, I I feel like both of our both of our reasonings are very valid, and then I yes. think two of them are marquee projects that Sony would want to push in terms of their whole strategy of pushing pushing everything to every type of medium to TV to games to movies to all this bullshit. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it could be close. I think I, it's close. I'm I'm gonna stick to my guns and say and and say it's Ghost Tsushima too. I'll give you a dollar if it's if it's if it's Sly Five, bro. Because my my reasoning right now is like I don't know if they ready to go back in the Sly yet. I don't know, but I'll bet and you a dollar right now. I'll put it on the podcast. This is verbatim right here. I'll put a dollar on it. And if it's and if it's Ghost of Tsushima, I'll give you a dollar because I right, I agree. And the thing is, like, I don't think either of us are necessarily wild Wrong. for thinking our thoughts. Yeah, nah, think nah. It's definitely it could be either or. 
truthfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. It's, I feel like it just comes down to, like, which one might come first. Like, they might be in, like, the same, like, two-year window. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. when you get announced, like, like six months before the other. You know what I'm saying? They'll move, like, along close. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see, man. We'll see. But, yeah, my dollar's down. I'll put my dollar down. I don't know how much that shit means now because of inflation. But we'll see what that means down in time. Right. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, Okay, on to the next story. Uh, so, the news has officially broke that Dragon's Dogma 2 is officially in development using Capcom's RE engine to develop the game. Now, after the 10-year celebration that happened uh, just uh, what earlier this week or last week, uh, the cult classic is coming back for round two officially. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, a lot of people have been overjoyed, you know what I'm saying, uh, a, a real, uh, you know what I'm saying, I guess an underrated game, I would say. Like, it, it took me a second to remember where this game was in place of, like, history and stuff, and I forgot that it was around that same window of Skyrim. So, like... A lot of people probably haven't looked at this game as much. I know I'm a victim of it. I haven't, like, you know, took it, taken a deep look and played through Dragon's Dogma and stuff like that. But apparently people really do love it. But it's, it's a second one's on the way. How you feel, man? Super slept on game. I think it is super slept on. Uh, my one friend, Justin, who I've been friends with for a long ass time, he loves this franchise. Um, and every time I saw this game get ported, because it got ported so much, I feel like you could play this game anywhere at this point. Um, I have it on my Switch, actually. Mm. Um, I played a bit of it and it's really, it's a really interesting design. It's a really cool concept. I love the game. I haven't gotten far in it. So like, I can't like speak too much on it, but I just think that it's kind of way overdue with this, with this game franchise, essentially, especially how much they, they port it and they re and they reboot it and they keep putting it on things. It's like, why are you keep, why do you keep giving us access to something you don't want to, to put forward, you know? So Mm -hmm. I'm happy that this is getting another part. Um, Honestly, can't wait to I can't wait to see what, what Dragon Dogma 2 looks like. Hopefully, I'm hoping that it's not necessarily a remake, but a story that's not connected to the first, or at least like the first has some aspects of it that matter, but kind of like a Mass Effect Andromeda. Not yeah. saying I want it to be like Mass Effect Andromeda, because <laughs> we all know how much how that shit went, but something like in the same universe, same kind of gameplay, just different timeline. Yeah. That way it doesn't feel so isolating to the people who haven't played the first one. But if you haven't played the first one, that game is literally like 45 cents at any point in time. Like, go get it. It's cheap and it's literally everywhere. It's such a good game. And even if you don't want to play the game, they have an animated series on Netflix. Like, there's so many ways. That of is it. dope. That's what, that's what I don't understand is that they, they push this game to its brink. I've never seen a push. Like, I've, there's only so many games that get pushes like this game got for it not to have a sequel is insane to me, especially since this game came out in PS3 era. Like, this and yeah. before, like, before GTA 5, like, that's how old this game is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's actually that's actually crazy to know. I I am gonna run through this game. I do want to play Dragon's Dogma. You know, now that now that's been brought back on my radar, and people were talking about like some of the systems and how you know, I guess some of the inspiration between between later projects. You know, what I'm saying like the Soulsborne series and how some of those games might pull from Dragon's Dogma. I'm interested to see how like those you know where the where the roots of it came from. At least some of the roots of some things we see today came from Dragon's Dogma. So I def- it's definitely on my list now. My favorite thing about it was that you could climb any, like almost anything, I believe. I don't know if it was any mm. terrain, but every monster you could like climb on it. Oh, so, like, yeah, nah. Like, yeah. I definitely saw like a bunch of clips of that. Like, yo, bro, like stabbed a big ass dog and the dog yeah. jumped up high as hell in the air. Like, he still held on. I'm like, that's a cool ass. Like, you don't see that now, really. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it looks like a QTE or something like that. It's a game like um, Shadow of the Colossus. That was like the biggest, mm. one of the biggest I, factors I, I, of Shadow yeah. of the Colossus was like, mm. wow, this is really, really cool. And they, they were like, imagine Shadow of the Colossus, but as an RPG. And I was like, oh, mm. and that's really what sold me. And I have it and I want to play. I just literally don't have time for RPGs anymore. Yeah. <laughs> 
feel that, man. I feel that. But yeah, definitely Dragon's Dogma is going to be back on the list. And hopefully I get to play it in time. Well, Dragon's Dogma 2 is going to be probably out for like a long time. My, my guess would be like 2025, 2026 before we see any like anything tangible. We have a lot of time, yeah. Yeah, we have plenty of time to get familiarized with the series and everything. So uh, yeah, yeah. It's back on the trail, Dragon's Dogma 2. Shout out. Okay, speaking of inspired by Dragon's Dogma, uh, we had an interview with uh, Four Gamer this past week, uh, and from software veteran and Elden Ring game director Hideo Miyazaki has confirmed that an unannounced game is in the works, and it's actually in the final stages of development. Now, he also uh, spoke about that little unannounced project for a little bit, and also, you know, talked about the future of his style of games, you know, the, the Elden Rings, the Sekiro's that he's been a part of in the past. And he also stated that, you know, he kind of wants to focus more on the abstract fantasy, you know, less away from the themes of, you know, a Sekiro that's rooted in certain, you know, mythology and history and Elden Ring is sort of, that's rooted in that, you know, a different era. But again, the same concept of some type of, you know, medieval type of thing. He wants to get more abstract with it. Uh, so two part of question. So the first part, what do you think is that unannounced project? And to the second part is, where do you think Miyazaki should go or needs to go now that you his style of games and that you know that project set is in basically everybody's front view in terms of the industry? Um, so I personally would love to see his take on on something sci-fi related. Uh, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, but I don't know where he's gonna go. I know he said fantasy, so I'm assuming he's gonna stay in the same like. Uh, shields, clubs, that kind of like, you know, medieval yeah. times kind of era. Um, I remember there was talks of them being working with Brandon Sanderson, I think his name is. He's like mm. uh, a, a fantasy book author. And I've read one of his books and they're like, he has really, really awesome story, like world building. It's such an interesting take. Like um, in the book that I was reading, there's like swords that can cut through. They don't cut through your body. They cut through your soul. Like it's pretty, mm. it's pretty nuts. And like I would love to see his, I would love to see his take on a world like that. Um, honestly, with with the way Elden Ring went, I think he honestly could he got he could go anywhere right now. He's kind of like in a really this is like I want to say Bethesda Skyrim era for him. Like this is like we're we're expecting greatness. There's no way he can kind of go wrong right now. Can he go wrong? Absolutely. Everybody can fuck up, but he's kind of just like everybody's expecting something great because even people who don't like from software games love Elden Ring. And that's kind of like, he's at a crazy part in his career right now. So honestly, I would love to see uh, where it goes from here personally. And I will say this at the end of time, I would love for more uh, like difficulty sliders in games just in general. Cause I think it would make th things a lot more fun or even just modes where it's like, Hey, you can just cast spells however you want. Just me personally. I think that shit would be cool, but probably never going to get that. Um, so yeah, hopefully I see a little bit more or even more accessibility options just in general. Um, just because I know mm. how this franchise and accessibility apparently are like at war to this day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, that's what I've seen. But yeah, looking at where Hidetaka Miyazaki is in it. And it like look, he's in a very special position. This is like the this is the first time where that game series and this game series really broken into the mainstream and it seems to me like those games will really cling to the top of, you know, I guess the industry in, in the terms of like, you know, sensations or phenomenons for a long time because they don't come out so often. And when they do, they're packed with content. You know, again, the, the content that's created as much as produced in terms of the game itself and the people who play the game, it's so, it, it, it's so like, it's so symbiotic. It really is like a mutually beneficial relationship and it has so much momentum 
that again it created what we see with Elden Ring, where it's still like the top selling thing for a certain month, all the NPDs till now in the summer, and it released in March. So it's a lot of movement, man. And Miyazaki's really in this place where he can go wherever he wants. So on the note of him having like the abstract art, you know, the abstract, I guess, fantasy element, he can do whatever he wants at this point, as long as he maintains that same core of gameplay and the level of depth and exploration in, in terms of the world building, he can go wherever he like. He can go to, I about to say, he can go to, you know, like Victorian England. He can go wherever he wants, bro. Like it, it don't even matter. I feel like people will still cling to it now. So I feel like it's ever important that he just nails the, the experience of and and fully execute his idea of whatever he's going for and that's you know that's going to push him over the line like i think the next game is going to be critical because this game got him into like the the mainstream it got him into the show full on they say oh listen let's look out for this guy the next one's going to validate oh whether he's supposed to stay in this spot or they move that series and moves from software over and look for the next thing that leads the industry in terms of the big game the big thing you know what i'm saying and, and that major experience that everybody looks for uh so yeah that's that and for the second part, I would say uh, Armor Core, maybe? Armor? Is it, is it Armor Core? Please? Armor Core? Maybe? maybe? Armor Core? I don't know. That's, that's, my, that's, my, that's my only guess. That's, my only, that's all you have to say about the unannounced game. And it's already, like, almost done. I mean, wait, yeah, did, it, did, crazy. did they announce an Armor Core remake? Oh, my God. I Listen, I, I just want to know if they did it before so, I, so it doesn't rule out what I'm saying. You know what I mean? I, 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 I could be so wrong. Uh, it might have been a leak or it could have been an actual announcement. But I, I want to say that it's Armored Core. I low-key want to say it's Armored Core. Damn it, I'm going to say mean, Armored Core. All right. It could <laughs> be. Yeah, it could be something completely different. We have no idea. But again, the fact that he said directly that it's almost done already. That's crazy. And nobody's heard shit about it. That's actually a, that's actually a pretty good development process, I would say. You've already finished your game and nobody's heard nothing. You know what I'm saying? His game dropped in March. Like, that's, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's a, that's a insane. wild development cycle. So I'm like, did the, te- the teams that worked on these two games had to have been drastically different. So I, it leads me to believe that the actual, you know, the sequencing and whatever the game's, you know, subject matter is, was completely different in the first place. So Armor Core. Armor Core. <laughs> <laughs> Armor Core. <laughs> All right, man. On to the last story of the warm-up. get it out let me get it out uh for those of y'all in the audio version that's the sound of Fortnite literally clapping my wallet's cheeks because it's time y'all i'm opening my wallet it's it's literally time <sighs> Fortnite got it man they got my wallet i'm caving they have officially announced the naruto rivals pack with gear emos gliders and skins of several major characters including hinata hyuga slash uzumaki whatever you want to call them in the timeline gara Hidden Sand, Orochimaru, and Itachi Uchiha. It's over. It's over. Like, dog, I, tell them how you feel when, because I'll tell them how I feel in a second, bro. You, you could already it, tell them. <laughs> I, I think this is pretty nuts. Um, I, I hope that they keep going because, like, this, this rollout, I was like, this is cool. Um, I like all the characters that got released in the first, the first time they did it. Um, this is also awesome. I'm still waiting for Rock Lee because that's my favorite Naruto character. That's the only character like I would buy Rock Lee. Everything else is like cool. If I got the money for it, I might I might splurge on it. But like Rock Lee is really what I'm I'm waiting for. But I can't wait to 
I can't wait to update Fortnite and see like what these gliders are looking like because I might, depending on what we, or what I'm seeing here, I, it might it might have to it might have to happen because it's like the gliders and the and the the pickaxes they might get me they might get me. Bro, bro, it's actually fire. If you click on the link in the notes, it'll show you like all like the different little things. Like you'll have like the backpacks or like oh, the ambu masks and like Gar's backpack. And then oh yeah, oh yeah, the jug um, that is pretty nuts. That is pretty. And then nuts. and then for um Gara's like his um glider, it's the sand cloud, but only he can use it. So that's actually pretty dope. That, like he can specifically use that joint because you gotta stick the cannon. You know what I'm saying? It's no, nice absolutely. right there. Um, there I think there's a sword oh, that looks Akoski, like uh, the Akoski skin on the on the guns is kind of nuts. Oh, it's sexy. It's sexy, nuts. and you know it's gonna do numbers, bro. It does numbers yeah. outside. It does numbers outside of Fortnite. You think it's not gonna do numbers in it? Like the come on, thing- bro. The only thing I don't like is that they used Gara when he is like with the comb over. Oh yeah, when, when look, he yeah yeah when he's a whole ass nigga. Did yeah, young, they should have did young they used, emo Gara. That yeah, yeah, yeah. So much I would I would have I would have preferred I would have preferred you know what I'm saying young you know what I'm saying deranged Shukaku got his ass in a vice grip Gara, but that's neither here nor there for me. I'm just no, looking fact. at my nigga Itachi. I'm sorry. Let's get right to the point. I've been waiting for something like this. I, listen, I was like, Naruto, that's cool. That's cool. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, I got it out there. As soon as y'all drop the Tachi, it's a wrap. I need I need that. I need an emo. I need, I need the full set. I'm about to buy the full set. And it's out right now. It's out right now, y'all. I'm buying that. Next time. Now, I was getting shit on because I had nice epic skins, but they were kind of generic according to people's standards. I had the one skin that looked like Tifu and shit. People was mad at me because I ain't buying no skins. Well, it's over now. The drought's over. I'm buying shit. Now it's too late. It's too late. Uh- that's the that's the epitome of our friend group. We pressure each other into buying things we don't need. This is this is this is bullshit. <laughs> Look what you made me do. Now every time I'm in Fortnite, I'ma literally go for them damn firefly firefly jars, like burn everybody up, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that every time out. Every time out. This is what, I can't, this is what only, I can't wait do. to see the emotes. I, if they don't add Dog. more emotes, that like come on, we, you gotta give us the hand signs. No, the they gotta they gotta give us the they gotta give or us or even that. like um even like a charging <laughs> Charging Rasengan hand sign like well, I th- you and yo, like actually, you can put your hand out and somebody else like uh, interacts with it the way you do with like the high five emotes. Holy shit! They they said they're gonna do a Rasengan emote. I oh my god, that's great. That's great. It's yeah, great. Have have, I'm not that's opening great. up in the middle of this podcast. That's <laughs> so that's so great. That's so great. And then a striking shadow snakes emote. Oh my! And so Orochimaru's joint uh, with the snake. Oh my gosh, that's fire! And Manda as a glider is actually sexy. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty sexy. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, Fortnite, Fortnite, go bro. Fortnite's the greatest game of all time. <laughs> Debate your mothers. I'm sorry. Fortnite is the greatest game of all time officially now. Sorry. <laughs> all right, man. That's enough of the warm up. Let's get to the main stories for today. Starting with just a light conversation, man. We wanted to talk about it. So last week, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge dropped. And, you know, we had a chance to play it uh, together. We had a chance to play a, a couple of sessions. I know I, I had a few sessions myself. I uh, used a couple of different characters. Uh, just wanted to you know talk lightly about everything, you know, how that game's come out. The reception, you know, what we've seen so far from it. What we didn't see. And just, you know, just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Have a light little intro to the main stories, man. So without y'all kicking off, man, what's going on? Oh, Shred's Revenge. So that that game is super gas. Um, if you haven't already seen my video, go check it out on the YouTube. Uh, I did a review for it. Um, really fun. Like we we all literally allegedly uh, at work took a nice little lunch break and uh, got some and got some games in. And it was it was like it was one of those moments where it was like, yo, 
we gotta go back. Like this is fun. Like, I wanna beat. Like I wanted. I, I, if it was, I if it wasn't for the fact that we were adults, I would. We probably would have beat the whole game in one go, bro. That on was everything. really, really fun. On everything. <laughs> on everything, bro. Like but that, that game is so good. It's so good and it's so simple, which makes it so easy for everybody to just have fun. Like it's such a. It's a. It's one of those games that, like, dare I say, masterpiece. Maybe because it just does. It's it's what it wants to be. Like it's just chef's kiss. Like you just can't. Everything that you are expecting is exactly what you're getting. It's like, oh, you're going to get easy games, easy to play, uh, easy to drop in and out. And it's, it's a franchise that everybody knows. Everybody knows the, the Team Ninja Turtles. There's no way you've missed them at this point. In, in adult. And they're not the most popular franchise, but it's, it's cool enough that when you're playing it, even if you don't know everything about them, you're still like, what? Who's this rhino dude? What, what's up with this big pig? This is, so, this is so crazy and wacky. It's such a fun time. Definitely, definitely a great game. I would buy that game honestly like it, like I, I got it on game pass i would buy like two copies that's how good it is yeah yep uh this is such a beautiful wonderful love letter to people who have have seen the ninja turtle games have played old games like battle nexus and stuff or just familiar with the you know ninja turtles as a as a tv show as an ip and everything and it's also such an awesome introduction to people who aren't as familiar just to get in drop in and have fun it's such a really really good time like the combat Super, super simple, super, super fun. Again, everybody has their basic traits, you know, strength, speed, uh, power. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has again, different differences and, and specialities and stuff. I picked Donatello because that's my guy right there. So I, I stay with range and the staff. Again, the combos, super, super simple. They give you the tutorial right at the jump. You can just go up, do different grabs. Like, it took me a minute to figure this out. You just walk up, people do the grabs and stuff like that. Do all this wacky shit. You'll just bounce them up from side to side like you Bam Bam from the Flintstones and stuff. Throw them straight off screen. All these environmental things that pop out that you need to go. Collectibles. Again, the world map looks really, really interesting and vibey. The art style, again, super, super cool. Uh, it's just so much goodness to it, bro. And the music. The music is immaculate. It is literally just chef's kiss all around, man. Such a, a beautiful fuse of everything I love in, the, you know what I'm saying? Like super animated, super, you know, again, just, just lighthearted, fun Ninja Turtles from the from the, uh, the rendition on the main theme and the main sequence to even stuff I haven't seen yet. I heard that the Wu-Tang is literally, they did a track for this game. Wu-Tang literally did a track. It's, they for the kids, bro. They really for the kids. And they did a track for this. So it, it's like... It, 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 you can just feel the love in between and in and, and every fiber of this game's being. You can feel like how much effort was put into this. And I also found out that the people who made this game, they also did the Streets of Rage game. They also did Streets of Rage for yeah. the new joint that just came out. Yeah. Right, that, that came and, out recently, bro. And they did that. And they also did Windjammers 2, which is a game a lot of you not, might not yep. know about, but it's on Game Pass. And that shit is super good. Like these, the, um, I cannot remember the name of this. Of this um, yeah, the dev team company right now. Yeah, hold on. But they they make bangers. Like they just make straight bangers. I love, I love, 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 love. Uh, love dot emu. Almost. Dot emu. Dot emu is they make such good games. It's insane, man. It is so insane. But it makes sense. Like every time one of, a game drops, I'm like, this is amazing. And I find out it's them who made it. I'm like, I they make sense. It all it all connects. Yep. yep. They they haven't they haven't missed yet. Honestly, they have not. Honestly. So it's just it's just so good. It's just so good. And again six players so you, literally you can have a max of six people it just brings that old couch co-op everybody hop in hop out as you please and stuff and just start whooping ass together it's such a dope feel man it's really dope again it doesn't doesn't really it doesn't necessarily handhold or anything it makes it super easy because it's harder than you think it's low-key harder yeah. than you think especially some of the bosses and just like the timing everything 
they don't make it easy whatsoever no. especially and with the difficulty i'm sure it'll just spike up i'm pretty sure we just played on normal but like yeah it's 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 not gonna be just all oh, you just you know button button mash and do whatever and go through free you're actually gonna have to put some you know time in and you know good effort into learning the controls mastering the controls and mastering the movement to get around the map and, and do the best you can it's just so fire when you see like again you hit that, you hit, you know what I'm saying, little combo, combo, grab, hit that, hit your super, bounce people off the walls, and you start juggling somebody for like five minutes. I was literally focusing on one part of the map. I just I just got one guy, I had one guy on the left side, I was like, make, 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 up in the air, got him, he went to the other side, make, 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 I was getting like a 60 combo off this dude, I was like, Mwah. beautiful, yeah. I see people, I see Negus in the cut with April O'Neil getting like 100 combos with her, apparently she's like, she had like, I think her and Michelangelo, people really love for the combo, like the combo ability, and you think it's like, it's yeah. really like, just easy easy to kind of like get into that get into that bag and get high combo um counts with it so it, it's just super 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 fun but i would have to say there's one negative so far it's just it's not even the game itself kind of but it's just the system to invite people that is on other platforms and when you could you could elaborate a little bit on this i know we experienced this bullshit the other day yeah it's i mean it's just it's just game pass really like uh game pass is like all basically if you were to give if you were to say what's the best and easiest way of inviting people into gaming or what what service provides the best of that it would probably be um steam um and this is such a weird like ranking because i don't think any of any really any company really thinks too much into this but like just with game pass and it being cross-platform it's a little bit of a pain um but i also just kind of saw this coming mostly because the game isn't going to set up some kind of like third party system of like making an account on the game to then being able to just front people through the game kind of like multiverses or any other game like that it's gonna it's a small indie game so the invite system is going to be convoluted and that is an issue i think it kind of falls it falls a little bit on the game but i also think it falls on like the the provider like we had game pass it was being a little bit annoying on game pass it might be easier on on steam but um it's one of those things where it's like i truly wish there was a workaround for this kind of thing um and especially with the company because it's it's made by the same company that made wind jammers and i know that was also an issue uh when we Mm. played wind jammers it's kind of annoying that we don't have a a better we don't have cross play in that game because of xyz i would love to see even if they had like just a small way of doing it because i know that overcooked has a way of doing it where it's like you make an you make an overcooked account in a sense and then you just like uh, via Team 17's website or something like that. And then you mm. can just invite people from different platforms. Okay. Um, but I think the, the the company that made this game are still very relatively new. So they, it might not be there yet, but I do. I would love to see them expand and have some kind of like a uh, make an account on this website real quick and then you can just friend people and they'll show up in your game type thing. Yeah, but of course, yeah. I don't know any of like the, the groundwork for, for that or what, what, what that even would take. Yeah, now nah, I feel you. And then one also little thing is like when you even try to invite people in the game, you have to go down like ding 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 down this list. And once you click them, it goes back to the top. And I was like, yeah. bro, my man is all the way down there and like X. Like, what am I supposed yeah. to do, dog? I I would prefer if we you know kind of like kept it. If you invite somebody, you can just keep it there. But you know, little nitpicky. But overall, this is a very 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 fun game, man. Uh so so well crafted i really appreciate games like this and i miss like again the co-op experience is something that's so it should be super valued in this in in this day and age now 
So for a, a game to really capture the spirit of that and again and again put them in that Ninja Turtles world with so much life and so much fun in it with the you know, again the fighting with the discovery with the music and everything, it, it's it's super engaging. It's super engaging. This is definitely one of my favorite games this year, like one hundred percent. This 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 is gonna be in my like top ten games of the year list. This one hundred percent will. For sure. For sure. Mm hmm. All right. Moving a little bit forward. So we had a full direct this week for the upcoming Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And we got a bunch of looks at the game, including the sprawling world of Ioneos, the return of cooking, crafting, and rest, and rest spots, extra hero NPCs that can be recruited in addition to your party, Ouroboros, which are basically like mechs that are fused from the characters like that you have. And they basically just pack an extra punch. And a whole lot more details that they showed off. It's set to release Ju July 29th, 2022. Uh, just thoughts on everything Xenoblade Chronicles 3 um i'm actually a fan of xenoblade chronicles again the like i feel like if i had this franchise growing up um and i know one came out on, on wii or the wii u but i didn't have either of those consoles um i think i would have really been a huge huge fan of it it's a it's a really good jrpg the game kind of play it like the way it felt like for me the game kind of plays like if you took an mmorpg and just took out the multiplayer aspect of it like it plays kind of like an mmo yeah. um really really awesome sprawling world the most experience i had was with two and i think i sunk in like 10 20 hours into that game and i didn't even get past like the first part mostly because like every time there's a quest i'm like oh i want to go do that oh i want to learn yes. how to craft oh i want to learn like it's so much it's so big mm -hmm. um i'm actually really excited for this game i really want to get it i kind of want to figure out where the time where in the timeline this lands to see if like i can just get this and not have to worry about one or two but I might have to just buy one and two. The only issue is that these games are so hard to find physical that it's just yeah. like, and they're so big, so I don't want to buy a digital neither. Like, I got to find it physical. Um, I, I beat myself up every day for selling Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I think I bought, I used it to buy, like, another game, but, like, that game was pretty gas. I'm excited mm. to see what happens um, in this game. It looked really good. I was actually watching the whole Direct. I thought I was just going to pop in and see the trailer, but, like, the trailer got me, and now I'm, I'm kind of hooked. I really like the characters. And all mm. the stuff that they added, it's it's gonna be a good game. I'm 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 excited for the the, the Switch community is gonna be eating. Yeah, yeah. I need to go text my man's Tyrone, bro. He's like the biggest Nintendo fan from like from when I known him in high school and stuff. And I bet like he he rocks with like Fire Emblem. He rocks with Xenoblade Chronicles. He loves that shit. So I so like this looked really really right, right up his alley, honestly. And like just from what I saw, I'm not the biggest Xenoblade Chronicles Xenoblade fan. So it's like. I, it's a little bit foreign to me. You know what I'm saying? All the motherfucker I know is Shulk and he's feeling it. So, you know what I'm saying? Please pardon me. But from everything I saw, it actually looks really, really cool. Like, again, the combat looks super in-depth. The fact that they're adding, again, so much scale, so much more scale that I've seen. You know what I'm saying? It looks really, really, like, it's big. It's much bigger than I thought in terms of, you know, the offering and what it, what it was. Again, like, your whole party set plus, you know, grabbing extra NPCs and stuff on top of that to fight monsters and it kind of just basically attack certain areas and, and certain people in, like, oh, these vast-ass spaces. It looks actually impressive for the Switch. It actually looks pretty impressive. Again, frame rate might need this like you know, flinch, this little uh, little up, up up. But for me, I think it actually looks pretty impressive. And again, the 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 plot, the story is gonna be you know pretty deep as Xenoblade Xenoblade and those types of games are. So I I think I think it's gonna be a good hit, man. Nintendo fans are definitely eating, bro. This late summer to early you know fall period is gonna be a big feast for for the Nintendo squad, bro. So you know what I'm saying shout outs to them and shout out to Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Looking good. Yeah. Mm -hmm, you gotta think sure. about it too like we just got we just got mario strikers we're gonna get Facts. we we just got mario strikers we today is the release date of 
um fire emblem houses warriors the uh yep. dynasty warriors game mm-hmm. and this game's in july and then you got splatoon in september like september yep there's a lot of games coming out they cooking they are low-key cooking bro i ain't gonna lie to right. you man ah every day i contemplate stealing another man switch borrowing <laughs> indefinitely but anyways whatever oh well, we'll... pokemon in november forgot Sorry, oh yeah <laughs> damn scarlet and violet too yeah right. yo listen if anybody is in possession or can sew, I would love to have a balaclava slash bonnet mix. Like literally, I'ma just for for research purposes and art purposes specifically. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't clip this. Hey, let's mm. relax. Anyways, on to the next story. Uh, you know, I wasn't surprised that this set of news here, but uh, guys. Activision Blizzard persists with the bullshit, and a couple of different actions uh, they've taken over the past week have confirmed that. First and foremost, CEO Bobby Kotek was unsurprisingly re-elected to the board of directors for Activision as the company continues to go through the Microsoft acquisition deal. And secondly, the company has been under scrutiny on grounds of harassment internally, but after an internal investigation that was conducted and published by Activision themselves... Hint, hint. They found no evidence of systemic or widespread harassment and no connection of separated gender harassment instances to the executive executives or board of the company. So, I mean, how 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 deep can these people go, bro? Uh, Activision, what's up? What's going on, man? It's it's really annoying, man, because like. This is one of the best times to be an Overwatch fan, but it's like impossible to like separate the two, you know, like I would love um, for xbox and they might not do this but i would love for xbox to be like okay now that we acquired activision's stuff we're actually gonna like liquidate activision and just like spread everything (laughs) around like we're just gonna demolish the whole fucking thing um it's Mm -hmm. probably not gonna happen but we'll see um and it's mostly just because like every time you hear some cool news about overwatch a game that a lot of people love a really really good game it's followed up by oh we're using this to fucking uh make us look better on the other side like man fuck y'all dog fuck yeah. fuck uh bobby um i don't know how the fuck you how i don't know how you investigate yourself and then be like i'm innocent that's crazy if i ever get caught up by the police i'm gonna be like whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't need to search my car i'll search my car for <laughs> you bro i'm gonna let you know no uh, drugs in here don't officer. Worry, guys. like <laughs> what the fuck is this bro Oh my god, and it's like, yo, they announced Junker Queen, and I was like, finally, the queen is here. Everybody's been asking for this. Mm. What do you mean you guys didn't do anything wrong? I hate it here. Like, it sucks. <laughs> Listen, man. Uh, I am... <sighs> I don't like these niggas, bro. I don't like Activision. I'm sorry. I don't like no. these niggas. I don't. Now, okay. From the business sense, in my opinion, I don't think they were ever going to get rid of Bobby Kotick yet because of the fact, I believe we did talk about this on another episode as well when this first got announced, but like, because they're guiding through this transitional period, they're just going to need somebody to just, that just knows the business. And unfortunately it falls on Bobby Kotick's shoulders. He knows Activision best. He's been guiding them for so long. So through this period, he's probably going to stay in that board, whatever. That's okay. As long as my active, well, as long as Microsoft moves to get a huge wipeout of the board and whatever, and just sets things straight and gets Bobby Kotick out of there after everything's all settled. Cool. That's the only thing I'm waiting for. I'd be shocked if they didn't do that post acquisition. Now, the second thing, exactly that. How the hell do you investigate yourselves and find nothing there? 
when you know what I'm saying like that's that's kind of crazy that's kind of crazy and and on top of this there was also another news story I didn't include this but it was like I think they they the board elected or at least they had the proposition of adding an employee representative to the board of directors and you want guess how many people guess guess the percentage of people who voted yes on the board of directors guess guess the None percentage of, of people None of them. Not, not, not none. Not none. Not none. Really? Not none. One. No. More than one is actually surprising to me. Yes. The percentage. The percentage. Again. Oh, the percentage. How many the people? Percentage. How many? Uh, maybe, maybe fucking 10%, because I think that's like one guy. Not too high. Maybe, too, too goddamn Too high? Yeah. Five? High. Yes. 5% Five of people. Percent? Five percent of people on the Activision board were like, "Yeah, we should have a rep- representative." So, out of maybe again, like out of <laughs> your phone, don't even your phone doesn't even warn you when your battery's at five percent because it's already wraps. Like you know, like you know, it's not even going. <laughs> like your phone is like it's wraps, dog. All the board right. We yeah, take take the whole board away, bro. Fuck bro. that shit. So I'm just saying, like the 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 BS keeps piling on top of each other for Activision, bro. And again, I I I can only say, Lord help Microsoft in their quest to rectify this bullshit when they get their hands on Activision fully, because they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get mops. They're gonna have to get Mr. Clean bald ass. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna have to come out of retirement for them. He's gonna have to get the pine saw lady. You gonna have to get everybody, bro. You know what I'm saying? You gonna have to get that dude from John Wick. The guy that he Facts. pays after he, he wipes out a Facts, whole building. The cleanup crew. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Literally, bro. It's called a number. Get the soups. They just scrub it all out, bro. Like, this is, it's just frustrating, but expected coming from this group of individuals. You know what I mean? Like, I can only, I can only pray for Phil Spencer's strength through this time as he looks at these fools and he's like, I'm acquiring these bum ass motherfuckers, bro. I got to really go fix all their bullshit. Ah. We just got Hideo Kojima, nigga. I got to go deal with this shit tomorrow, bro. Like, it, it must suck for Phil sometimes. It really must suck for Phil. But, uh, yeah. Man, fuck Activision. You know what time it is, man. You know what time Absolutely. it is. Ugh. Anyways. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, we had a GameSpot article this week talking a lot about a lot more detail on Final Fantasy 16 and how the game is shaping up. So, according to the words of lead producer Naoki Yoshida, the game will be focused on the single-player perspective of Clive in the gameplay and throughout the story. Although you will have NPC party members that will fight alongside you, but we will we will be solely controlling Clive. Now, Final Fantasy 16 will not be open world, but it will be utilizing large play zones that get close to that feel. So, kind of straddling the line, but not really being true open world. It has a confirmed mature rating due to the themes of the game. Oh, they, they about to have the sex out there. That's crazy. Uh, they focus on more action and immersive and active combat. So they were really going over what was the best play style to use for people who are familiar with the Final Fantasy franchise or new. And they decided with the capabilities of the, you know, the graphics engine and what's going on and what's being built. They wanted to focus on action heavy. So more combat based, going to be less turn based stuff. Again, mostly just, you know, straight action, straight hands, swords, you know, the, the lot. And uh, continuing on, you will gain uh, new skill trees after defeating the said icons in the game. And the main character is apparently an icon himself. So you might see like an absorption of powers and gaining new new skill trees after certain icon battles. And speaking of which, the icon battles that were featured in the latest trailer will basically function in a distinct manner to one another. So we got a little bit of detail on this. So they said like no two icon battles will ever be the same. So they said one could be like a 3D shooter style and then the other one could be like a wrestling match. 
The other one could be like an open, you know, battlefield type of thing. But they wanted to ensure that no icon battle was the exact same going through and the, the, the sequences got boring. So we're going to see a lot of variety in these types of, you know, large scale battles, man. What are we thinking about all the new details of, about Final Fantasy 16 right now? Um, I'm happy. Uh, this is super sick. I'm literally playing Final Fantasy 7 extremely slowly whenever I get the chance to play on my PS5. Um, really having fun with that game, but this game looks really, really good. I'm actually kind of happy about not being completely open world. Um, I love Final Fantasy 15, but honestly, if you would have told me we're going to condense some of the open world stuff and give you more stuff to do in these smaller areas, I think it's a really good idea just because like, you don't, you don't need to run around an entire like desert to do a side quest or whatever to, to make a game feel big, you know, like, yeah. I, I love I love the idea of like here is a story here is a big area have fun here all right we're going to the next part hey make sure you understand the next part you can't come back here whatever the fuck all right cool you go to the next part like in like in old video games really when they mm -hmm. always are like are you ready to are you actually ready to leave like yes all right nice. cool we're gonna go move forward I think that that's a way better system than always having to have a giant open world because they're gonna have how do we fill this giant open world? Oh, let's do a bunch of freaking collectibles. All right, cool. Collect all the feathers. Ah, oh, you got all the feathers. Here's a nice little hat for you. You just spent 100 hours doing nothing. Like, I don't think we need all that. So I like being mm -hmm. condensed. I like I like having the, the variety in the boss and the, and the icon fights. I think this game is going to be super heat. I am super excited for this game. Yeah, I, I am very, 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 very interested in this game, man. I think that they they started to tap in a lot more after final fantasy um 15 they really started to really lock in on what makes their series dope what what they wanted to do and i feel like they again they took a lot of inspiration from final fantasy 14 itself with some of the themes and some of the you know the aesthetics and what that is and they're kind of compiling that into the super actiony single player built from the ground up type feel and they're creating experience in that lane which i feel like has resonated with a lot of um final fantasy fans and it really could resonate with people in general audiences uh, alike so the narrative again is based around war and stuff like that. Apparently, it's gonna span over like a bunch of years. So, like, you're gonna see Clive in his 20s, 30s, 40s, and stuff go through so many arcs of war and you know, just dealing with different kingdoms and whatnot. So, again, the narrative might be pretty gripping. There's gonna be a lot of cool stuff in there. You know what I'm saying? I'm down with that. I'm not, I have no quarrels over what story may be, but the gameplay focus and from what we've seen the snippets of gameplay, bro, it looks super slick. Like, for me. I love that super flowy, super actiony, like Kingdom Hearts style gameplay. You know what I'm saying? Getting niggas like 60 foot high, hitting them with combos and stuff, summoning a whole big ass rocket, getting them boys done. That's my favorite kind of gameplay of all time. Like I love that super, like super flashy, super you know engaged combat. And it seems that they have this in abundance. And again, Yoshida's no slouch. You know what I'm saying? Creative Team Three, they are no slouches. Like they know what they're doing. This looks like a such a fun game, bro. And the icon battles, I'm really interested to see how that how that looks from icon to icon. So it was like, if you get in there, it's like WWE 2K22. If I can hit somebody with a German suplex in that game, it's yes, automatic sir. game of the year. I'm sorry. Yes, if sir. I can literally drop in there and hit somebody with a German suplex, it's wraps. It's really wraps. Yes, sir. You know what I mean? So I, I am, I'm very intrigued. I think they're they're really knocking it out of the park with the reveals and the steadiness of their schedule. They also uh, told us at the end of this um, uh, article at GameSpot that there will be one more trailer in the fall of this year before we get to next year and stuff like that. So they're keeping us good with the drip feed of content. They're really, they're on top of the game right now. And I really think this could come out to be a solid release. And it could be 
it's it, it could be that game of the year territory, man. 2023 is a different conversation. That's a whole different conversation, bro. It's gonna be a whole nother era, no cooldown, man. Because 2023 is gonna be ridiculous. And I I think right now, Final Fantasy 16 is leading that pack for games that will be at the top of that list. For sure, for sure. I'm really excited to see to see what's to come. On everything, man. Ah, we we waiting on you, 16. We waiting on you, bro. All right. Uh, moving a little bit forward now. Uh, there was some news this week that PlayStation have officially backed out of Gamescom 2022. And I just wanted to speak out, speak on generally like the rollout of this year. Now, I feel like, of course, the development struggles from COVID at the start of 2020, uh, you know, and how it's carried on these past couple of years. It's affected everybody differently. But I feel like this is where it's affected PlayStation the most. That's where it's shown kind of like the most wear and tear from this process. Because looking at this year, you know, major releases aren't the the strongest, you know. We had Horizon Forbidden West, uh, where we had, um, what else? What else did we have? Well, Forspoken slated to come out this year. Ragnarok kind of in limbo. Uh, we had Stray. Stray is coming in the summer, but it's not like as big of a release. It's like, you know, like double A or something like that. Whatever you want. I still want, I still want to play the game, but it's not going to be the right. biggest release in the world. State of plays haven't been that crazy. Again, filled with pretty much multi-plats or something that's not going to be released this year. Mm. What? is going on at playstation and you know it's just that time period where they felt the effects of the pandemic the most i think that it's, it's going to be um how do i put it i think that this is just going to be a, a smaller year for playstation um mm-hmm. i'm hopes up for 2023 but i think that this is just going to be a smaller year for playstation i think we've kind of all accepted that um they just released playstation premium they might be working on getting more games for that. Like, I don't really know what the, what the, necessarily what they're working on right now. I, them pulling out a Gamescom isn't something super surprising to me. Just yeah. because I feel like after Games Fest and their little showcase for the um, PSVR, I feel like that was them showing off like, hey, this is what we got for you this year. That's really it. Like, I think yeah. a lot of the games that are going to be announced at Gamescom are going to be on PS5. Like, there will be PS5 games. I just think that they're not really like their their focus isn't on the games their exclusives right now um mm-hmm. and i don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing if god of war still comes out in november i still think that this would be a still a pretty solid year for playstation even if it's yeah. just god of war and horizon mm-hmm. um because if you think about it it's like what i mean for spoken yeah for spoken in there as well it's for spoken might still come out this year i'm pretty sure they just yeah. moved it back to october yeah, and I don't think that, and that's what I'm saying is like, let's say, let's say it's just those two. I still think it's a really solid year because what you gotta yeah. understand about PlayStation is that their games drop, even if it's not two, even even if it's only two games a year, there's still two Heavies. really good games. Yeah, they're heavy like they're, hitters. They don't really drop like duds or games that have problems or games that are like, eh, yeah. like, and when you think about it in terms of like games, like uh, outside their their only real competition is Xbox, really, because like PC is its own beast. Um, yeah. What are there aren't really any Xbox exclusives like that. There's stuff coming to Game Pass, and there's like, what is it like Redfall and games like that? But it's like, or or Forza Motorsports. Like I don't think it's really. Yeah, this, but that's not. But that's not that stacking game, up. Yeah, like I just don't think that this game this year is really as big of a year as we thought it was going to be for gaming. Like the way that yeah. 2023 is stacking up to be. I think mm-hmm. that we're gonna get some some solid games for the rest of this year. Really solid games for the rest of this year, especially if you're a Switch fan. Um, and honestly, I think what we should do, what we should do going into 2023 and we, we should start doing is keeping like a shared calendar 
of games mm-hmm. and having it like having it like organized by like here's PlayStation exclusive, here's Xbox, and here's everybody else yeah. kind of thing. I swear, yes. I swear there was a doc. There was literally saw a picture out there that had like the 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 exclusives this year between PlayStation and Xbox. Well, they said they said like exclusives day one drops on on Game Pass and stuff, and like Xbox, oh, PlayStation had like four, and then Xbox had like twenty. Between yeah. the first day, day one drops and all that stuff like that from from Game Pass and shit like that. So it was it was different. It was different. Yeah. And I think that I think that PlayStation is not in its strongest year. Um, I think that the Gamescom pullout is it a good thing? But I also feel like um to say that they're kind of like out of the running or like to be to be scared, it's not really like they're not they know what they're doing over there. Even though a lot of the times it feels like they don't know what they're doing. When it comes to making video games and making good exclusives, they kind of know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I, I, I agree. It's like the waiting system is different, bro. It's like yeah. you know what I'm saying. It's like it's like poker chips, bro. It's like okay, you know they got Xbox got like hella greens, but that's like two reds, and then Xbox is dropping two reds like in like you know across this year. So kind of balances out, or it might <laughs> it, it might even be weighted more or skewed one way. You know what I mean? Even when you think about it in terms of like. um like when people when spider-man got announced for pc a lot of people were like okay now i don't need to buy a i don't need to buy a ps5 anymore so many people Um, held out just to wait for that game to be on pc and that's what's crazy is that like one game had people really debating ps5s Mm -hmm. and i think god of war could do the same thing horizon i don't know if it has that big of a dedicated fan base but like games like god of war games like spider-man yeah. Especially if you drop Wolverine next year too, like oh, there's yeah. just so many good things coming from PlayStation that it's like if they don't yeah. if they don't have anything else for me at the end of this year, I'm not gonna be. If they have God of War and nothing else, I'm gonna be fine because I have enough. I have too many games. Facts, facts. I'm 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 just like at this point with the development cycle and look at everything that they're dropping or or they were you know slated to drop. I I actually did a YouTube video today uh about Little Devil Inside. That was like that was probably like my favorite slated indie game uh to to even come like to even possibly release. And that's been like on the back burner for a long time. I haven't seen any footage in it in like seven months. So that could be a 2023 like pushback. It was supposed to drop this year, but it could be that pushback. Uh again, there's there's like the, the Insomniac game, Spider-Man 2, uh Wolverine, like a whole bunch more stuff. Again, some stuff we might not even know of yet. Some sucker punch yeah. stuff that we might not even know is coming through. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems to me like they they knew that the development cycle wouldn't recover enough to get stuff out in in enough mass in 2022. So they're sandbagging it for 2023, and that's fair. And that's fair. If you want to again make sure they're in the the best state possible, just delay it. You know what I'm saying? You have certain things you're pushing for. If you want to push God of War to get to 2022, start and push it. I don't know where it is right now. We might get an announcement at the end of the month of where it actually might be, but Sony has that room afforded to them because of the work they put in with certain, you know, games that they drop. Horizon makes it makes it last for a little bit of a while. If you can drop that for Spoken and um, God of War Riding Rock in a year, people are like, yeah, we got we got we got fed pretty well, bro. We got fed pretty yeah. well. You know what I'm saying? Because of the depth of the games that they usually drop, it's usually you know it's 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 gonna be a little bit more weighty as compared to another game that you know Xbox may drop as of this time. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to completely condemn exclusives for the future of xbox and shit but you know uh them not showing up as much this year it just tells you that you know they kind of they're kind of taking a low road they're kind of chilling out for a little bit but next year it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be trouble next year's gonna be trouble yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah man yeah it's all good but yeah uh anyways uh we're on to a new well not a new segment but a segment we haven't talked about in a little bit 
Uh, it's called the Trailer Trove, man. We talk about all the stuff from movies, anime, television, other watchable medias and stuff. And we're going to break down some of these stories. We got three for you this week, starting with uh, Groovy J, if you're in the chat. I, I've waited for this one. Uh, we got an update on the Mario movie, man. And I just wanted to put this on the notes for potential slander purposes. Let's go. We heard from Mario star and dinosaur dapper Chris Pratt, who stated that he's been working with the studio to find out what works for the Mario voice. And, and he said, quote, it's updated and it's unlike anything you ever heard in the Mario world before. Now, Illumination Studio CEO Chris Melodandry stated when people hear Chris Pratt's performance, the criticism will evaporate. So, I mean, are we really about to hear a master class in voice acting from Chris Pratt's Mario? We better. <laughs> at this point, at this point, we better like the the fellatiation that's going on over this man's voice. Like the way the way since since this movie got announced, it's it's insane. Like like ah, I've been working on my voice. Every time I hear about this movie, oh, we've been working on he's been working on the voice. Oh, the voice. All right, bro. For sure. Mm-hmm. We're going to mm-hmm. hear what you got to say. And the thing is, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, bro. But. If this is just Chris Pratt, I'm going to be tight. Bro, bro if this <laughs> if man literally did... Star-Lord, I'm going to be no, tight. If he does that, if I'm like, yo, you could have imported voice lines from um, Parks and Rec and put the shit in there. If you if it's that, I'm going to be pissed off. Because y'all uh, telling me it's a it's a revolutionary performance, you know what I'm saying? It's going to dispel all critics and all that stuff like that. You just, be, you just make sure that Chris Pat's a good enough Mario to support the awesome cast he has around him, damn it. I'm ready to slander this. I, 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 got, my, I got my joint at the ready, bro. Clip loaded. I'm ready to put this, put this game in the dirt. Put this movie in the dirt. How, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready to let it go. But we'll see. We'll see. But for now, slander. Should ask. I doubt it, bro. He's going to do this in front of the mic all day. Hmm. And then his voice will come. No worries, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Just hold on. Hold on. Shit ain't gonna happen. Yeah, I'll be watching this day one because it's too funny not to. Like, I gotta watch. Like, I, I kind of beat myself up for not watching Sonic. And then I finally saw Sonic 1 in theaters. Mm. I'm not in theaters. I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it at you home. It. I'm, I'm kind of happy I didn't watch it in theaters because I was not yes. a fan of that movie. I need to watch the second one, though, because I heard really mm. good things about that one. Um, yeah. But yeah, I will be. I'll watch this one, <laughs> and I'll give you my take on this. <laughs> that might be the beginning of my movie review career. Yes, that might sir. Be it. Yes, sir. I'm about to say, when easy reviews on movies, baby, we here, we here. <laughs> easy, easy reels, baby. Nobody steal that name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, man. Uh, fuck that Mario movie, Jay. You know what time it is. Anyways, uh. <laughs> On to the next story in the trailer trove. According to sources, there is now a Game of Thrones series focused on Jon Snow after the events of the original series. Now, IP creator George R.R. Martin confirmed that it was Kit Harington and his team himself that came up with the idea and brought it to him. And they've been developing it ever since, basically just as long as the other three sequels that are you know slated and on the way, House of the Dragon and the other two as well. So, you know, Jon Snow's getting a sequel. He, 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 he's still out here. What's going on, Wayne? No, um, I don't. I don't really want to. I don't want more. I don't. I don't even want the prequels. I don't want anything to do with the show. Um, it, I feel like we should just let it die. But here we are. Um, cool. Kit Harrington was like, "Hey, want to make me another bag?" And everybody was like, 
Man, cool. Let's do it. Why not? <laughs> yeah, that, that, you might right. make us a bag. Well, let's get it. Let's uh, try it. Why not? Shit, like whatever. I guess. Have fun, kid. Do do go crazy. Bro. I don't really want this, but I'm sure there are people out there who are still gonna watch it. I just don't really know where they're gonna go from it. Like I just don't know. Facts. I'm just saying, me personally. Um. Jon Snow's cool. You know what I'm saying? Again, Aegon and all that stuff. You ain't watch the show. I'm sorry, y'all. It's too late. Season eight, whatever. Uh, I'm just like, where? I don't know exactly. I mean, would he just be a lone traveler doing his thing? You know, in was he still going to be in Winterfell? Is he going to, you know, go back home and just lead his people? I don't know where exactly they'd pick up after that. I mean, maybe there's stuff in the books that tells about it. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. I personally would have been like, yo, let's just do a follow. If we're going to do a follow-up series, Let's do one on Arya because she's just going to go off and do do what she does. You know what I'm saying? And be an absolute G out here. And she can just discover different lands and be a badass that she is. I think that would be a dope series. But, you know, let's focus on the one motherfucker that got stabbed. You know what I'm saying? Was giving up, giving it up to us. You know what I'm saying? Wild and coochie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, bro. I, I, I'm yeah. just saying. Do you? I, I'm not going to write off any game of thrones series yet because a part of me a small part of me is like i a, a small part of me is like listen season eight cannot completely completely destroy only only moderately destroy what they built over the past seven seasons before i still think overall it's a really good show overall it's a good show season eight was just absolute hot dog water that was straight shaboing boing sauce i really just I, I I will give him a chance. I will give each show one chance. That's my that's my opinion on it. But all, honestly, speaking of honesty, like if if this Lord of the Rings show come out, it's better than it, and it looks actually really good. I'm gonna be like, hey, listen, y'all don't got my time. Yeah, I might have to watch y'all like later down the line. But we will see. Uh, apparently, the show might be closer than we think. But you know, my final verdict, eh, eh, eh. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Okay. <laughs> But all right, <laughs> on to the last piece for the trailer trove. I know we sp- we spoke a little about a little bit about this last week with King. It was like for a half second, but we got to double back due to uh, more news dropping on this matter, specifically rumored over new projects incoming on the Avatar universe, the Avatar series, the IP, whatever you want to call it. So we apparently have three movies slated to release in the near future with Paramount and Avatar Studios working on first. A movie centering around Avatar Kyoshi in 2024. Then in 2025, a movie scheduled about Fire Lord Zuko. So again, after the events of the first uh, Avatar Last Airbender series. And lastly, a follow-up to the end of the sequel series with a Legend of Korra movie in 2026. And apparently all movies will be fully animated, so no live-action worry. How do we feel about this? Um, I think it's going to be cool, but I also want to see what they do with it. Mm-hmm. I really like the franchise, but I'm also kind of hesitant, um, mostly just because of like, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like Avatar was a really good spot. If I think Korra was a really good series too. Like they were both really good series. Korra didn't get mm-hmm. the support it needed uh, yeah. to be as good as it could have been. Um, I think this is cool that they're just doing movies. I don't really want more TV shows. I think movies is perfect. Like, yo, Remember this? Here's a, here's two hours of awesome. Here's another mm. two hours of awesome. Here's another two hours of awesome. Um, and then maybe another series down the line. But even then, I just don't think that it's necessary. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, I'm excited. I like, can't wait to yeah. see what happens. 
Yeah, this is uh, to me. This is like the tester period. All right, if these movies work and I feel like they work well, then you can give it maybe like another two movies where you expand a little bit deeper. Maybe talk about an older Ang, you know, traveling through the world. Maybe a, another adventure or something like that. That's cool. But speaking specifically on on, on these projects, bro, Avatar Kyoshi movie sounds fire. I've been waiting to hear more about Kyoshi for a minute because Kyoshi's right. a dog. She a dog. She got that dog in her, and I want to know more about her. She was really whooping ass on everybody around, but like, I, I need to see that. Fire Lord Zuko movie would be super, super interesting. Him rebuilding, you know, again, the Fire Nation after everything that happened after the events of the Avatar, uh, the Avatar series. Again, more shots to Uncle Iroh would be dope. You know what I'm saying? How that process went between, you know, them getting reconciled and stuff like that. I would love to see that. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm the least excited about a chorus follow-up and sequel because I'm like, I don't really like directly attaching on to the ends of main characters like side stories and like anthologies around certain people like like a tale of bossing say joint if you do it around a certain time period like okay these characters like this character not exactly the main one but other characters did these stories they did this thing around here had this adventure that's cool to me but directly attaching on to you know the main character right after the events of like a major thing i'm like whatever but i'm still pretty excited about it i'm still pretty excited to see how they pick it up again thank goodness fully animated Animated, animated, animated. Do not take this in live action. I will punch you. I will actually punch you. I will find somebody to, like, to, to really hook on you. I will I will make a call, bro. Thank goodness that's fully animated. But overall, it, it's just super interesting to see that it's kind of back in its capacity. Um, I'm hoping that we really continually get some good okays from the Avatar Studios. Of course, there's some vets involved in, you know, series, series creators from the OG, contributors and stuff like that. So I'm hoping... We can reconcile the uh, legacy that is Avatar in a movie sense. Please, dear Lord, can we just, ah, can I just scrub my memory and associate Avatar with a, with a movie that's good again? You know what I'm saying? Let's just do that. Let's do that. Please. Damn, man. <laughs> fuck M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, the fuck M. Night Shyamalan for that, bro. I'm sorry. It's bullshit. All right, listen, let me, let me not do that before. You know what I'm saying? I bring us some repressed memories. Let's get out of the trailer trove, man. Let's close that real quick and get into the rest of the main topics for today. I'm not sure if too many people saw this, but we got our first look at the new game entitled Hyenas. Now, Hyenas is coming from Sega and Creative Assembly, uh, which is the team behind Alien Isolation and the Total War series, and is a team shooter, PvP, VE, FPS game that focuses on teams of three breaking into a map, uh, map areas and different shipment areas and stuff with the goal of taking the most treasures, stealing pop culture artifacts like Sonic Trinkets, and getting out of the map alive. Now, it's got a colorful, poppy art style, kind of rem reminded me a little bit like, you know, Apex Cinematic Trailers and whatnot with like, you know, the poppy and the animation movements, and a big sticking point of the gameplay will be the potential zero gravity scenarios that the sections of maps will be will have and where it can be turned on turned off some people have like gravity boosts and whatnot looks like a really really interesting time uh no release date as of yet but there is an alpha test you can sign up for at the website I already did that because they're trying to get me in there you know sam trying to put content uh how are we feeling about this win uh hold on a second i'm signing up for the alpha as we speak this guy i'm, just, I'm, I'm not kidding but I, I am gonna sign up for it at first when i first saw this uh when, when you first said like put it in the thing i was like i don't want pvpve i'm over it and then i was like oh wait it's like a shooter i was like oh okay so i can i, I can I, I can get behind this um i'm not a huge fan of pvpve because i think it's like kind of stupid in a lot of the times that they do it but to like 
we're, we're just running around shooting like if we're just running around shooting each other and stealing things i'm kind of for it um i want to see what it looks it looks really colorful it looks really pretty actually uh i'm excited i'm actually gonna sign up for the beta and we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see we can make a shake but um i really mm. do like <sighs> i wish that they sometimes and shoot shoot me if if i'm if i'm such an old school way of thinking but sometimes i feel like i want pvp and sometimes i just want pve like i mm. think it's cool to have a, a team of three do heists that's awesome i think it's cool to have people fight for loot kind of like in a battlefield hardline like that's mm. that's also cool i also i don't think that we always kind of need to to combine the two you know what i'm saying like yeah. some games like um what's this game like the cycle or even that game scavengers oh, yeah. or mm. like it's like a battle royale but the environment yeah. kills you like that's just mm. kind of ass because i don't need that i don't need the environment yeah. trying to kill me when somebody else is like kind of like shoot me in the back like i think we really could we could separate it you know yeah mm -hmm. um but this does look good mm -hmm. it does look good mm -hmm. i i will say this if there is if there's enough purpose behind it i like actually that third element of uh you know npcs or something like that as long as the ai is like smart and not dumb which is a very very hard thing for people to achieve and you know what i'm saying i'm not saying that sarcastically it actually is difficult for people to have like super like you know either aggressive or over or, you know competent or you know like tricky or clever ai you know what i'm saying it's it's not that hard to achieve consistency well it's hard to achieve consistency with that but if they can really maximize the ai usage and it makes sense within the uh you know the the concept of the map or the game or the or the mode or whatever i really love it i actually really like it um, so looking at this game, you know, again, the premise you're going into basically, you know, it's a corrupt world and you know, all these billionaires and millionaires have their stuff saved in vaults. And obviously there's going to be the you know, soldiers and outfits and stuff like that, that are there to protect that. So I understand the, the, the purpose of it in terms of the story and the concept now giving them the certain abilities and what they need to be again, smart AI, aggressive AI actually provide a challenge on top of, you know, you being up against a bunch of different teams and whatnot. I think that's a, uh, you know, that's a really good distinction. And if executed properly, it could be really, really fun. Now, some of the details they went in depth with, they, they said it's going to be different classes. I think it was like uh, Enforce, Engage, and uh, there was some of the third one. Uh, and Enforce, enforce Engage, Escape, I, I believe the, the three was. But yeah, it, it looks really, really interesting. Again, I'm liking the art. I'm, I'm liking how it looks. Again, all these different tools and stuff, like the little bubble bridge that you, that you kind of built. Like a little like fire extinguisher, like like fluid or whatever the hell that is. Like it seems really, really interesting. And again, if they can nail the aspect of PV of, of the of the you know, NPC inclusion in the PvPVE and in the other people, I think it actually be a really fun game. So off off first rip, I will say I am interested. And it's really dope to have the Sega inclusion because you can have a bunch of Sega shit in there. And then that makes yeah. it a lot more fun to, you know, be, you know, like have, like maybe you have some like say, like Sega emotes or, you know what I'm saying? Like Sega skins or whatever. That's a part of the loot system and that's a part of the world. So maybe that could also, you know, again, really infuse the fun factor in this game. And I think like that's what they're trying to achieve with it. So, I mean, that's what every game trying to achieve, but especially with this, like show like the real overt, you know, like the pop factors, the pop culture that they have. and and really make a good experience. So I'll, I'll first rip. I'll say I'm, I'm interested, man. I got a couple eyes on it. I got a couple eyes on it. Yeah, I definitely will. If, if I get a, if I get access, I'll definitely be uh, tapped in. And if there's no NDA, 
everybody else will be tapped in too <laughs> facts 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 we got y'all we got y'all still interested to see how the zero gravity section works uh like on those maps as well i don't know how like that would exactly change the gameplay if it's gonna be floaty or whatnot or you have to have a certain tool to make sure you have gravity boots or whatever we'll see in time but yeah hopefully they can make it as balanced as possible i'm excited to see a sega shooter i don't know if we really have that facts. at all off top, yeah, off top of my head, I can't, I can't say they have made one in recent times. Yeah, nah, like a Sega FPS. Well, I mean, aside from Alien Isolation, but Alien Isolation, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think necessarily. Like, yeah, that's not PvP. Yeah, no, definitely not PvP. Definitely not PvP. I about to say, like in this, in the modern era, I have not a clue. I have not yeah. a clue. I about to say, oh yeah, Colonial Marines. Fuck Colonial Marines. That game's ass. Never mind. I, I don't even that, consider that's not, that game. It's not yeah, I'm about to say, that doesn't count, but I just want to say mm. that game's ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay, man. On to the next story. Uh, we also celebrated this week the 25th anniversary of the release of Final Fantasy VII. Shout out to Final Fantasy VII. Happy anniversary. And the announcement stream came with a boatload of information. Most notably... Two major stories, first of which includes the Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion Remake. That's official, man. The PSP Classic is sent, that centers around the story of Zack and the events before Final Fantasy VII. It's coming this winter. It's remade, brand new textures, brand new look. It, it's actually looking pretty dope. People were really stoked and excited about that. Uh, somebody was, you know, shouting expletives. I think it was, I think it might have been Omega Pro. He was like, yo, I, you, you needed like 85 bleeps for his stuff, bro. It was kind of crazy. Mm. He was super excited for Crisis Core coming, uh, you know, in a remade fashion. And then we had Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the actual follow-up to Final Fantasy VII Remake, which showed off new looks of Zack, uh, Cloud, and Sephiroth. Uh, it's confirmed to be a part two in a trilogy series of the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So we're going to have Remake, now we have Rebirth, and an unannounced third title that is coming. And part two will be entering the fray next winter, 2023, man. Thoughts on Crisis Core and Rebirth and the entire uh, Final Fantasy uh, VII showing? Um, I think it's pretty sick. Like I'm saying, like I'm playing these games now. Crisis Core, knowing it's a PSP game, I saw like the graphics were like, eh, nothing crazy. But at the same time, like it was a PSP game. Like I'm not, I can't. Hey, listen, I think it's classic. Class. No, it, it, it is it is and i'm not i'm not saying anything about it look it looks good as somebody who's just not a fan like not a, not a fan but who just didn't play it it yeah. could just be my ignorance speaking or just like the nostalgia is not hidden for me like it is for everybody else um but i it does look good like don't don't mm. get it wrong at all it does look fun um i will i want to see what what the gameplay is like and i'm really happy for final fantasy fans because it's coming out soon like this is a yeah. really good announcement like it's coming out this year um Final Fantasy VII, like, Rebirth looks nuts. Um, the first game is still, like, I'm playing it now. Again, nuts. It's, I, I can't believe we even have this. I didn't think this was ever going to come out. When I saw the announcement, I was like, that weak-ass mm -hmm. announcement we're never going to get this game. I'm sorry to tell you guys. <laughs> um, and then I ate the shit out of those words because I said the same thing about uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Because, again, fan of both franchises, <laughs> yeah, they didn't but, get shit. Yeah, dude, I feel that. Um, but I'm excited. I think it's going to be, I think the games are going to be, I'm happy that they're doing announcements like on the anniversaries of these things, but mm -hmm. I also like, I hope it doesn't become too predictable, but like, this was cool. Like this was a, a really good showing. Yeah. 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 I feel like, I feel like again, because it was a 25th anniversary. So it was like, is a very like mile, it's a milestone -y thing. You know what I mean? And we won't have one of those for another while. So, uh, really interesting to see again. Uh, Crisis Core, I can only say, you know what I'm saying, people really wanted that. People really wanted to, make, you know, get Crisis Core back into the fray. So having that, you know what I'm saying, 
they come out this year, like out of out of the blue coming out this winter is really really dope. Um, Final Fantasy Rebirth, uh, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth looks good, looks good, man. Like uh, again, people really took the remake super super well, uh, super well made. They they know what they're doing with this. It's 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 gonna be a hit. Like it's automatic at this point. Uh, I'm really interested, and I I was like, damn. I figured it was going to go that way with the trilogy portion because there's so much to Final Fantasy VII. Like, how the hell are you going to fit the entire story of Final Fantasy into that game? So it makes sense that they will make a trilogy to kind of, you know, piecemeal that content because Final Fantasy VII is such a huge-ass story. And, you know, seeing that build-up and where it goes, I'm honestly going to be super interested in that. It's a hit. It's a hit. This this is honestly one of the better conferences of that whatever this entire month, really. No, yeah. you know what I'm saying. It was not. Pat- I'm surprised. I was I was gonna say I'm surprised. It's just like it wasn't a part mm-hmm. of the. I mean, I know why because it wasn't the 25th yeah. anniversary yet. But like, if this was in like the summer games fest, we would have lost our shit. Oh yeah, facts, facts, facts. And this was only 10 minutes long. It was like 10 minutes long. They announced that they announced a mobile game. They announced like one other thing, and they got straight to these two. And I was like, damn, yeah, I was killing it, bro. But yeah, honestly, as a as a gamer, it's a good time. And again, 2023 is going to be filthy. It's going to, yo, just straight. It's your wallet getting clapped. That's your wallet. It's over for you, bro. It's done. Dang, bro. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, on to the last story of the pod today. Uh, we got the current roadmap. For Overwatch 2 and the slate of hero, map, and cosmetic drops coming after the release of the game this fall. Now, PvE mode has been set for 2023 with no other details at this moment. And as the resident Overwatch player, supporter, slash denier, whatever you want to call it, when I call upon you to, you know what I'm saying, dive into this, man, how do you feel about this roadmap for Overwatch 2? Um, so my biggest issue was always, like, I always was excited for uh, PvE. But the issue I always had was like, if PVE isn't going to come out for a long time, give us Overwatch 2 PVP and like throw it away. Like not throw it away, but like, like, but like, wait, yeah, wait, take your time. Yeah. Like, I don't mind waiting for PVE to make it good as long as I have something to play in the space. Like, oh, I can just play. Oh, I don't have PVP. I don't have PVE, but I can play PVP, get my fill. And even when I'm off of it, like, even if I give up on play on playing Overwatch, I'm like, all right, I'm over it, whatever. When PvE comes out, I'm going to come back because mm-hmm. I do enjoy the game. I really love the story in the world of Overwatch, truthfully. I was excited. PvE was the biggest mode that I was excited for. Um, the roadmap was questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I say this is three new heroes at launch, amazing. Six new maps, awesome. New game modes, interesting. I don't know what they mean by that because a new game mode could be something along the lines of like, Oh, this is just team deathmatch or whatever. Like what it could be something random. Like it doesn't have to be anything. It, it probably isn't anything crazy. Like anything yeah. new or groundbreaking. Um, new skins, love it. New mystic skins. That shit's scary. Because you have legendary skins and those were like the the peak skins. What the mm-hmm. fuck is a mystic skin? And you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking of like how we have legendary skins in Apex. Yeah. And what the fuck is a mystic shit? Heirlooms. And what are heirlooms? Yeah. $300 fucking purchases basically. Mm-hmm. Um not a big fan of heirlooms in apex mostly just because not because they're not cool but because it costs like 300 fucking dollars yeah um that's the biggest concern of mine um and then the second the second drop is like new tank hero cool new maps cool new skins cool new mystic skin scary battle pass why 
we yeah. had loot boxes you guys made you guys enforced this you guys brought this like this this disgusting yeah you popularized this disgusting practice of loot boxes and the thing is they're not the worst offenders no, because no, i think no. I, I think overwatch does a way better job than most people because with overwatch Facts. you get five things with one loot box and you can earn a loot box you can earn a loot box pretty quickly the yeah. way i when i used to play overwatch i would play it for like a full day and i'd end up with like six loot boxes by the end of it like it wasn't mm. hard to get now i don't know how the loot box system is going to be mm. and on top of that i gotta buy a battle pass fucking why why we already have loot boxes why not just release skins mm. also are the skins that you're going to release a part of the battle pass is it going to be worth the battle pass there's a lot of questions like you you're you're promoting microtransactions which i'm not a huge fan of yeah um new heroes new modes blah 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 2023 sure pve sure push it off whatever i i don't mind you pushing it off as long as the game is good i just truly 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 am scared of what's to come because announcing new myth new mythic skins the thing about overwatch and like talk to charles you can talk to anybody who i, I talked to we almost all the overwatch people agree overwatch has some of the best legendary skins in the game they were always amazing. They were always really, really good. Um, I don't know what this mythic skin is going to be, but if it's going to deteriorate from the legendary skins, you're kind of just going to fuck up the whole cosmetic pool and fuck up anybody even wanting to get loot boxes because everybody's going to be like, these skins are cool, but it's not as cool as like the mythic skins. So what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. That's crazy. Uh, all that being said, uh, Fucked Activision. That's yeah, my no, words. Fact. <laughs> That's first and first and foremost, it is straight fuck Activision. And on top of that, it's like some people see this as a good thing. I've seen this roadmap. I, I see it as mixed, and I also mm. see it as like you motherfuckers just aren't looking like the company that I, we want you to become. Honestly, mm. it it is interesting yet worrying times. I will say uh, again, I'm not. I will never claim to be an Overwatch nigga because I've never been an Overwatch. I played the beta a few times, and that was it. I'm talking about the beta for the first one. So, yeah, you ain't going to catch me, you know what I'm saying, doing all that stuff crazy. If if I'm enticed, you know what I'm saying, if you man do it, I might jump in. But, you know what I'm saying, I overall looking at it, I'm just like, when you see, again, like you said before, if you have a loot box system and you go by that, now you have a battle pass, what's your ideology switch here? What's going to be the weight of a battle? What's going to be the weight of the battle pass against the loot boxes? What are you? What decisions are you making in terms of you know again the weights of that in terms of what loot you get? Are you gonna lock mythics behind a battle pass and then keep everything else there? Are you gonna lock like what? What's gonna be the breakup of how you drop content, especially cosmetics, which is so popular on the game? What are you gonna do to divvy that up and still make it fair or not make it fair at all? So there's a lot of potential for pitfall when I look at this roadmap, honestly. Uh, and again, no, we don't get anything for 2023. They're just saying, hey, listen, October, we're getting shit. December, we're getting shit. And then that's it. I would assume you would get something every month based on this, but I could be wrong. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they save a little bit for PV, um, for PVE that's coming down the line. I assume it'll probably come like middle of next year, maybe like like May or something like that, which is kind of crazy because I thought the game was going to drop with it. Just outsider's perspective, you know what I'm saying? Just the outsider talking in. I thought you were going to yeah. drop with a PVE story mode. That's just me. But, you know. Yeah. That's a whole other conversation about games not dropping with content. You know what I'm saying? This is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to One Easy TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Real good conversation going on, on that side. Um, it just feels to me like there's a couple of little hidden things that you're pointing out that people aren't seeing with, you know, maybe the practices might change a little bit. And that 
might inhibit some weird little business practices and behaviors that people fall into because they're just excited to get Overwatch back. Yeah. It's, yeah, man. It's, it's a sad, it's a sad, like, it's fall from grace is very, we, we all, all the Overwatch community felt it. We all see it. And mm. this type of stuff doesn't necessarily make me feel like you guys are rising. It just kind of makes me feel like you guys stopped from falling. Yeah. But like, again, you guys are releasing three new heroes after maybe like two years without releasing any new heroes. Um, and then like, it's just, it's just not anything crazy. You know, like mm. all this shit that we're, we're about to get, we kind of should have already gotten by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's wild, man. I really feel for Overwatch fans, bro. Y'all be getting shafted for years. It's tough. It's tough. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? What to tell y'all, but... Tough break, man. You better hope Predecessor gets comes good, bro. I miss Paragon. Mm-hmm. I'm about to say pa- Predecessor. Mm-hmm. I need to I need to go download Predecessor, bro. I need to go play with Grizz because he was playing that shit. I actually need to I need I need to get back into that, bro. Honestly. I have but, it actually. I think I got granted access. Oh, really? I oh, think yeah. so. Oh, unless yeah, I'm gotta, talking about overprime. No, I'm talking about overprime. I got overprime. Okay, never mind. Yeah, no, no, no. I th- yeah, I thought Predecessor was just open now. I thought you could just go get it. I don't know. Uh yeah. we'll see. Yeah, I gotta go look into it. But yeah. Uh, that's crazy. But yeah, uh, my, my, my last word on that topic was, uh, yeah, fuck Activision, you know what time it is. Uh, uh, <laughs> and with that, that is all the topics we have on the pod today, man. It was, uh, nice, nice, you know, nice little, nice little jog out. You know what I'm saying? Little, little quicker one on the quicker side, you know what I'm saying? But we got through it. Uh, any stories that we might've been missing from the pod today? Only thing I can think of is, um, uh, What's this game being released today? Uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses getting released uh, today. Yeah, that's really, really about it. If you're not a Fire Emblem fan, you're not excited. If you are a Fire Emblem fan, but you don't like action, of, uh, but you don't like uh, Dynasty Warrior games, you're also not excited. But if you're me, you are. <laughs> but I'm mm-hmm. broke, so I'm still like I'm awake. <laughs> oh man, hey, listen, bro. My 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 final notes is. America fucking tripping, doing some stupid shit, man. Listen, tell tell some people you love them, man. If there's resources to help out and make sure you let them know, hey, listen, this this bullshit can't stand. I just want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't even want to go into details. Let you know this bullshit that happened can't stand. That's all I got to yeah. say on that. But aside from that, you know what I'm saying? No cool down. We doing the damn thing, bro. Another another episode down. It's, it's 28 down, bro. We really getting there, man. Listen, they... Listen, they gonna it's gonna be a different ballgame when we start putting get no, let me let me stop. That's for another time. Hold on, let me just let me just drop the seed right there. Drop the seed right there. <laughs> but hey, listen, make sure you guys go hit us up on all social audio platforms. Rate us five stars. Rate us five stars, man. Better than your favorite restaurant. Yes, better than that. Yes. Okay, we don't give you food like that, but I mean we give you mental food, food for thought, food for thought. That's what we give you. So five stars, Apple Podcasts, you know what I'm saying? Spotify, Google, I'm about to say Stitcher Radio, Anchor. All five stars, even if they don't got five stars, man, go tell them to request a feature and then let them build it in. And was ready, go five stars. Thank you, appreciate that. Make sure you follow us on all social platforms, man. At No Cooldown Pod on Twitter, Wotaku Channel on YouTube for Wen's whole content. You guys don't want to miss it. He dropping hella stuff, bro. His titty thumbnails. You don't want to miss it, bro. So Wotaku Channel on YouTube, Wen Easy on all social platforms to find his stuff. And for me, it's uh, that man trip on all platforms, man. We cooking up, we hitting goals, we going crazy. You guys don't want to miss it out here. You guys check out growth as well. I'm about to say, all right, I'm about to say, check out our group growth. You know what I'm saying? We doing big things on that side as well. Man, we are back. 
we're feeling good we on a roll man it's just it's just solid stuff man ah i, I can't wait to see where games go uh especially when we do these reviews man uh i'm thinking about it i'm gonna have to play elden ring before this year's out aren't i you might you might have fuck to. If you want to do anything that relates to like the best game of the year or whatever, you're definitely gonna have to talk about Elden Ring. <laughs> Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Listen, bro, that's all we got for this episode, man. No cool down is out of here. <laughs>